0: One thing I will note is, I feel like I was the sweatiest person at Disneyland. Like, I I, I have noticed that I I feel like I'm the sweatiest person everywhere. Like, I'll just be in shops and I see people, they look normal, and I'm just, like, rubbing sweat off my face. I feel exactly like Wayne Knight in this movie. Right.
1: Although there was also rain. There was a lot of, like, stuff on it. Uh, you're saying. I'm
0: worse worse (laughs) than Wayne Knight in this movie. Yeah, no, but no, wait, even there's, the scene like the cafe, he's like rubbing his yeah, face yeah, all yeah. the time. So I'm just dripping sweat on my head all the time. I look like Patrick Ewing. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the 18th Uh L'Chaim episode of Partial Recall, uh, officially the 18th.
1: Yes, we have uh, binned uh, Mrs. Delphire.
0: Oh, nice. Nicely done. You're being influenced by me. Yeah. Uh, I'm Daniel. I'm one of those. (laughs) i'm like how does the sentence continue okay uh yeah no i'm daniel i'm one of those i'm here with my friend yishai the other of the hosts uh yishai why don't you uh, quickly tell people who are jumping in on this auspicious chai episode uh uh, tell them what this podcast is about also if you're not jewish 18 is chai such an important number it's a whole numerology thing look up gematria and then read one sentence and then stop don't read anymore. (laughs)
1: Anything else you read is terrible. Every t- <laughs> Just know that every time you donate money from now on, you should do it in multiples of 18. Um, anyway, uh, this podcast is about movies that we've seen as kids uh, that we only sort of remember. Uh, so in the first half of the episodes, we try to recreate those movies from memory, uh, and then we break, watch the movies, and then come back to discuss uh, what we got right, what we got wrong, and if the movie held up. Uh, and as we've been going... We've been taking into consideration which of these movies that were important to our childhood uh, do we feel should also be important to our children's childhood as we are introducing them to movies.
0: Yeah, and why do I think people might jump in for this, the 18th episode? Uh, What what is this? What are we talking about this week? And why do I think it might be a good starting point for new listeners?
1: What makes this week different from all other weeks? (laughs) Uh, You're saying good. Say better. (laughs) Uh, this week we're doing Jurassic Park Uh, it's a very popular movie as I've surmised Uh,
0: yeah because the dinosaurs came too high in this movie and
1: uh... (laughs) oh boy well for any uh, for any (laughs) appeal of Jurassic Park we're doing our best to make this as niche as as possible
0: (laughs) Uh, look steven spielberg's a good yid and he brought the dinosaurs back to life <laughs> it's okay
1: true. it's like a uh, golem situation but with dinosaurs <laughs>
0: <laughs> Woo. okay so we're talking about jurassic park big hit
1: big hit um let's say some facts about jurassic park actually before we say some about eh, no i'll say some facts and then we'll get into it okay jurassic park uh If you're new to this uh, very Jewish show, what we do is we connect some element of the last movie we talked about to this one uh, and last time we did Independence Day, and we are taking the iconic uh, Jeff Goldblum uh, from there to here. He's also in this movie. Let's talk about uh, who else is involved in this movie. Uh, Jurassic Park was directed by Steven Spielberg, a pretty popular director in his own right.
0: Steven Spielberg had this year. He also directed Schindler's List in 1995.
1: Yeah, he should just which quit. I've never seen,
0: but uh, you've heard good things. I assume that, like you know, Oscar Schindler started like the original BuzzFeed, and he just made a bunch of lists. Yes, something like Schindler's that. Schindler's
1: Listicles. That would that's, that's yeah. the remake.
0: Seventeen Jews, I'm gonna save from the Nazis. <laughs> oh, no. Check out this one weird <laughs> trick for saving all your friends.
1: No. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Steven Spielberg uh, directed this movie. Uh, The screenplay was written by Michael Crichton, who also wrote the book, uh, and a guy named David Cope. Uh, Don't know who that is. Uh, I
0: assume that situation is that Michael Crichton gets credit because he wrote the book and that the other guy wrote the screenplay.
1: Yeah. But I'm not I sure. I think that's worth looking into.
0: writing credits are adjudicated.
1: Uh, adjudicated. Uh, it was. Uh, gotta put that word in everything, <laughs> don't I? <laughs> it was produced by right, Kathleen right. Kennedy. She's a pretty famous producer. Uh, it stars Sam Neill, Laura Dern, uh, the aforementioned Jeff Goldblum, uh, Richard Attenborough, Bob Peck. Martin Ferraro, B.D. Wong, uh, famously of uh, Executive Decision, Uh, Samuel L. Jackson, famously (laughs) not of Die Hard Uh, (laughs) 2, Wayne Knight, famously of Newman, Uh, Joe Mazzello and Ariana Richards, Uh, the music by John Williams, great composer. Uh, It was released June 9th, 1993. Uh, or that was the, it was widely released June 11th. Uh, hey, that's pretty close to when we're probably going to release this episode. Uh, Runtime of 127 minutes, so a little over two hours. A budget of $63 million, which frankly to me seems not as big as I would have expected for a movie of this uh, epic scale. Uh, a global box office of a cool $1.046 billion. 357 uh, domestic. Uh, the biggest movie ever at the time, right? Was Titanic the one that eventually knocked this off?
2: or was uh,
0: something? no, something else knocked it off. Uh, no, you're right. It might have been Titanic that knocked it off. The other thing I see is that, that Michael Crichton has a novel and a screenplay credit. Yeah, I have so a he feeling he both might credits. have
1: been involved in some capacity in adapting this as well. Um, as a book nerd at the time. I'm no longer a book nerd. I'm now a podcast nerd. Uh... I remember that he he had a hand in the original trilogy writing. So hmm.
0: David Kep also like wrote Spider Man two thousand two and Mission Impossible. Huh. And, did he just write like every movie I liked as a kid? And he just like, like fell off. Of his deal.
1: What happens to these guys who were like the biggest screenwriters and then like haven't done anything in like twenty years? Like how does that happen?
0: But wait, he has done stuff. So, like, he wrote he wrote the new Indiana Jones, which I've heard is very mad. I know.
1: it just he wrote Kimmy, which I like. Okay, but... so he's still going. Sorry, David Kep. Uh... What's that uh, Shaq meme? I, I wasn't aware of your game or something. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's me to David Kep right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, that's cool. Uh, here's a question for you: Were you a dinosaur kid growing up?
0: Yes, I wasn't like one of those kids that knew like all of the type things about dinosaurs. Yeah. Like I wasn't like that part of the dinosaur is called the flap or whatever. Yes.
1: Dinosaurs are airplanes, uh, obviously. <laughs> and they release the flap when
2: they're going. to Actually,
0: work. actually, Daniel, it's called flaps. Okay? Yeah, how many <laughs> flaps does that dinosaur? Have? <laughs> uh, I didn't know. All of that, but I—I I definitely you knew the dabbled in like, like, dinosaurs, names.
1: like you knew, like
0: I knew all the names. The... Yeah, I knew the di- various types. Like uh, I obviously watched the Land Before Time, yeah. So you know, I was familiar with both dinosaurs and death. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, just ultimate sadness. <laughs> uh,
1: what about you? Yeah, I was like, uh, you know how there's like soft sci-fi and hard sci-fi. I was like a soft dinosaur guy. Like I didn't know like. <laughs> There's <laughs> gotta be better That's so weird. There's gotta be better ways just, to put that.
0: Like you like the pudgy dinosaurs. <laughs> yes.
1: Exactly. I didn't I don't like a ripped dinosaur. Uh no, like I didn't know like every name of everyone, whether they were like carnivores or herbivores and like all that kind of stuff. But like I liked dinosaurs as a concept. I also like like the land before time. Like I liked I thought they were cool for what they were, but I, like my kids, for instance, have friends uh, who know like everything about dinosaurs. They've been to, like every. So I think what museum. we're what we're realizing is that
0: as kids, we liked dinosaurs and we're not smart.
1: <laughs> <Right>. We <laughs> like, were the dumb dinosaur kids,
0: right? Exactly. Yeah, that's fine. We were dumb dinosaurs. We weren't kids. gonna
1: like make our own. We weren't gonna be the ones who figured out how to make Jurassic Park. Basically, sure. we were gonna visit Jurassic Park. Um, yeah. We were gonna be like. Uh, the spoiled kid in Willy Wonka who, like, just wants to, like, touch everything and ruin everything. Uh, okay. Yeah, we
0: wouldn't be the kids that would be, like, going to dressing Park and be like, actually, these dinosaurs should have feathers. <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: Fine. But all, all of that is to say, like, I was really excited about this movie. It was... I just... The the concept of this movie, I just thought, was so cool. Like, the premise was really believable. In, like, a interesting way. And it was, like, right at the age. So, what year was this? 93? Eight years old. Mm-hmm. It was right at the age where, like, I was ready for, like, something, like, more, like, grown up. Right.
0: You were ready for your soft dinosaur interest to get hard. <laughs> yes.
1: yes. <laughs> yeah. It was. Yeah. I just, I was ready to, like, watch, like, a grown up type movie. And, like, this seemed really cool and scary, but not too scary. And it was dinosaurs. And it was exciting. And, like. I was really psyched for it. I did you see it in theaters? No, because it was PG thirteen, right?
0: Uh, probably. It must have been. Uh, let's look that up. I feel like that information is weirdly hard to find, especially for me in yeah. this
1: country. Oh right.
0: Uh, yes, it's PG thirteen.
1: Yeah, so I feel like it might have still been too young for like my parents to be like, "Yeah, like let's take you as a eight year old," but. I definitely seven you' would have been seven, seven right not even eight yeah so too young to see it in theaters but still I remember being really psyched for it and I remember really liking it I remember being thrilled and slightly scared of it but like in that good way not like in the like traumatized way just like oh like that's like a thrill of like and again not like a greaser stabbing someone under the train tracks kind of way <laughs> right. uh, I
0: yeah. I am similar I I was definitely really into for this I remember loving it. But I don't distinctly remember watching it.
2: Right, um, right.
0: I distinctly remember going to the theater, mm-hmm. and at the time I called it a theater, to see the, Lo- the Lost World. Yeah, and that being like, I was so excited to see this, mm-hmm. and I knew two things about it. It was like a sequel to one of my favorite movies, and for some reason, I knew that Mercedes was premiering their new SUV in that movie. You're, and I like distinctly remember. You're the James Bond fan.
1: You're that James Bond fan that we talked about last yeah. episode. Uh, Or two Uh, episodes ago. It was, like,
0: such a big deal. They're like, Mercedes has never made an SUV before, and it's going to premiere in this movie. And, like, I don't know why I remember that, but I do. And that was The Lost World. I definitely saw that movie in the cinema. Right, so that was 97.
1: That was 97. We were on the cusp of turning 12.
0: Of manhood. We were on the cusp (laughs) of boyhood. Yes.
1: Um, And that makes sense, right? And also at that time, I think I started getting into, like, Michael Crichton... John Grisham, like, those kind of books as, like, a – read, And so, like, I'm all of those things really, like, coalesced to, like, make me super excited for The Lost World. And, like, that was a theater movie. But this one still, I think, was, like – I don't know. Can you think of, like, another movie at this age that was, like, a grown-up – a more grown-up movie that – Like, I feel like this was, like, that movie for me.
0: Uh, so we had different experiences. Uh, I saw my cousin Vinny as a kid. Right. Uh, which came out the year before this and was rated r okay uh uh, i had already seen terminator two i think at this point uh Mm -hmm. and of course at this point i believe i had already seen eating raul right the famously sure the swinger, 1970s black sex comedy (laughs) uh (laughs) <laughs> it's a black comedy And it is also a sex comedy There you go <laughs> You <can't
1: really laughs> Sometimes You uh, can't really combine those two words no. Sometimes you give a look On a podcast that's not audible uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah
0: Unfortunately I think everybody Listening to that is going to give the same look <laughs> Yeah.
1: Uh, um, yeah, right. Yeah. So you were... But well, um, but even so, right, like I remember, again, like I remember I think I talked about like seeing like trading places really young. But again, these were movies that like I stumbled into. This was one that like I personally was anticipating. I think like that in the, that regard was like the one where I was like... Okay. Yeah. So how many times have you
0: seen it subsequently? When was the last time you remember watching it?
1: That's a good... Yeah. I mean, I don't think I've done a full watch of this in a really long time. I think... The most recent I've watched it would be, like, before the era of, like, full-on streaming TV. So, like, when we would have cable, and it would just be, like, on TNT, and I would, like, watch. Oh, so
0: you haven't seen it in a while? Yeah,
1: I haven't seen it in a while. And I, Okay, so you
0: probably don't remember
1: it. Super well.
0: Super well. Yeah. I have seen it in the last decade for sure. I think I might even have logged it in Letterbox, which would mean I have seen it in, like, the last four or five years. Was there, was it included um,
1: in, in a Spielberg blank check? No, because they were just no, they were just because doing... they
0: started. They started after this. Yeah. They explicitly started after Schindler's Listicle. <laughs> um, I, I think that they. Oh, I've watched this film, but I didn't review it. So it has. I saw it like maybe five years, five or six okay. years ago. Uh, uh, great movie. Is really yeah. Uh, I think I'm gonna remember it. Uh, you know when I watched it? I watched it before Jurassic World. Okay,
1: the first one. Yeah. You were like, this movie is uh, going to be even better, so I have to prepare myself for watching the lesser version. Uh,
0: I'm trying to remember now if I actually watched it before Jurassic World or if I watched it after to sort of get to my thoughts on like why I didn't love that movie. I know it's your favorite movie of all time, It's also uh, well, your popcorn
1: bucket will indicate. Yeah. Well, I know we uh, joke about it a lot, but let's, I mean, I think we should talk about why I give so much rope to obviously a lesser version of this franchise is because I love the idea of this franchise. Like it's everything I want in movies. It is like hot and life and life would be
0: cool if we brought dinosaurs back. Yeah.
1: I mean, not to like eventually like I assume whatever dominions about uh, seems not great, but um, I
0: believe dominion is about like a locust swarm that like
1: wipes out a lot of
0: people. It. I don't think it's about dinosaurs. It's
1: not. I thought it was about like how dinosaurs like just took over the world and we have to like live. No, side by side. I think side with that them. happens at the end of yeah. Fallen
2: Kingdom. Right,
1: but then and I then thought then that was in supposed to be Dominion. It's like now there's a
0: locust swarm and the dinosaurs are just like incidentally involved. Oh, that's
1: weird. Okay,
0: I have to. I Spoiler ha- alert for Dominion, a movie I have not seen, so I'm not sure that that's correct. Okay,
1: I have to watch Dominion, obviously. But anyway it's because of Jurassic Park and the lost worlds and there's a, there's a third one right uh, in the original or yeah Jurassic Park 3 directed by Joe Johnston oh nice uh, uh,
0: and by the way definitely better than the lost world
1: really interesting yeah okay
0: we will do we will do those three movies for sure yeah I think at some point on this podcast we probably won't do the worlds, but I think when we do, the, the full set of Jurassic Park movies, we can maybe do a ranking of like how they all yes. fit together.
1: Right, because the worlds were in our childhood. But anyway, yeah. the reason I have so much rope for the worlds is because it's just so, it's just, it's such a good concept. It, it comes to life in a really great way. It's thrilling. It's fun. It's like popcorn, but like, it just, it's so good. Like, I I love Jurassic Park so much that I was like, when Jurassic World came out, I actually didn't even see it right when it came out because I was like, eh. And then I talked myself into it when I was just like, no, like, this is a great – it's just a great movie franchise. So Jurassic World will be great. Then they were like, you know it would be great as if we uh, removed all vestiges of any personality from Chris Pratt. Uh, and then it wasn't so great. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I again, that's, like, why I love Jurassic Park. So Can I just
0: read one sentence from the Jurassic World Dominion <laughs> Wikipedia plot summary? Yeah it's it's from the third paragraph so it's not like a full spoiler you know because you know there's like six paragraphs seven paragraphs this is the first sentence of the third paragraph <clears throat> meanwhile swarms of giant locusts are decimating u.s crops period
1: why why okay we'll talk about that another time let's try, let's get a dresser put a pin in the giant yeah. locusts. <laughs> okay uh why don't you go first what do you remember about this movie? okay um Here's where I remember this movie, which I think is actually going to be surprisingly uh, limited, which is also why I'm really psyched to watch this movie. Okay. The concept, very famously, right, is that there was a mosquito trapped in sap that had sucked the blood of a dinosaur. And I believe amber, but yes. Oh, yes. Amber, sure. Uh, and so they thaw or melt that mosquito out, extract the blood, and then recreate dinosaurs in a lab and then make a theme park out of it, right? So, like, it's safe, quote-unquote, because obviously, like, it's not. And they put up all these, like, electrical fences, and it's, like, incredible, right? It's, like, it's on an island. It's going to be totally safe. Richard Attenborough is, like, he wears a white suit, and he has a beard, and he has an amber uh, ball on top of his cane with a mosquito in it. And um, he opens this park, right? They open the park, and... It's like a soft opening. I know we're talking... I don't say soft a lot. But like... Right? It's like... I don't think they opened the park. I think they've invited... They've invited...
0: uh, Right. Like
1: paleontologists. An archaeologist
0: and a botanist. Okay. Um, To come check it out. Who are
1: the kids?
0: The kids are his grandchildren, I think. Or like grandniece or something. Right.
1: So they're not related to Sam Neill and Laura Dern. Like... Correct. And Sam Neill... Explicitly hates kids. Hates children. Okay. So they're right. So they bring them out.
0: Wait, can I just jump in? It establishes this in the second scene of the movie where Sam Neill is like giving an archaeology talk and he's like talking to this family about how raptors are most closely related to birds and he's got like the raptor claw and he walks up to some kid and the kid asks some like stupid question and he like walks up to the kid. He's like holding the claw and he's like terrified to the kid and he pretends to slice the kid's belly. <laughs>
1: yeah sam neill hates children in this movie okay uh okay so sam neill hates kids laura dern seems nicer to the kids uh so they they bring them to the park to show right i guess they want to like show people to you know to build hype for it so um they they
0: well they also bring a chaos mathematician right that's Jeff jeff
1: goldblum right and
0: it's. I don't think that they're trying to. I don't think it's a soft opening. I think they're just trying to be like, we want buttoned up
1: as possible. Your
0: professional opinions okay. on what we've done. And, uh, but there's definitely like a vibe. like how accurate things are, and like, is this good? Are we ready to open? Like, yes. I, but think, and it's like maybe can you write the little plaques that go outside? Like, okay, but there, just you know like, I, there's definitely I like know a exactly smugness,
1: the right? There's like a smugness of like we know this is ready, and that's why we want to show it to you. Like you, you're going to try to poke holes. But you're, like, it, it's great. Like, there's definitely a contingent of, like, this is awesome. No matter what you say, we're going forward with this, right? I think, like, there's right. some of that. Um, so, I don't, like, something ha- Something happens. Do you remember what the, in- like, the fences go okay, down, so right? That's the, what it is, right?
0: Who is Samuel L. Jackson?
1: He's, like, the uh, tech guy, or a science. He's one of two yeah. things. He's either a tech guy or a scientist, right? Who is BD One? Who is BD One? Uh, is definitely a scientist.
0: Yeah, because he's he's in the he's, he's the cloning
1: guy. Who is Wayne Knight? He is like the computer guy. I think, right? He's like trying to lock the gates at some point. As Mark, you saying he's? Say.
0: Yeah, so I was going to say you're saying he's about to go on WTF. <laughs> yeah. Uh Okay, so you don't remember who Wayne Knight is in this movie. I mean, obviously, he's a computer guy, and he's covered in flops sweat the whole time. Right. But, like, it's Wayne Knight in any way. I remember how he
1: dies, very clearly. Okay. Do you remember why he dies? He's, like, trying to escape. With what? Oh.
0: So, okay. So, here's what's happening. Uh, Wayne Knight, if, as I recall, is like a saboteur. Oh. And he's trying to steal maybe the DNA maybe like some of the other stuff caught in amber and he's, he's got these little vials that he's storing in a converted Barbasol can. Okay. Uh, and so he, uh, tries to steal all of that and run away. And I think him trying to steal stuff is also part of why things are failing. Though I also don't exactly remember why things start to fail. One thing you didn't mention the, the movie opens with like a horror sequence, uh, where there's, like, a cage in the rain that's being delivered to the park. Okay. And it's, like, dark and rainy, and you just hear dinosaur noises. Okay. And then I think someone gets, like, pulled into the cage or scratched through the cage uh. or something like that. So there's an element of just, like, you think you can control this, but you can't. Right. I, I, so I think to some degree the animals get out on their own. So I think... Not just sabotage. I mean, there's but so many movies. I don't entirely remember.
1: And now it's hard to remember, but I'm pretty sure what happens here is I think maybe Wayne Knight, like someone deactivates the fences, right?
0: Yeah. At some point that, that definitely happens.
1: Yeah. And so simultaneously Sam Neill and Laura Dern are like, I think stuff is starting to fall apart in the background, but then there's also this like intercut with that huge, like wondrous like, they're... they're And Jeff Goldblum. And you forgetting Jeff, forget it, oh, Jeff yeah, Goldblum sorry. And Jeff Goldblum. Uh, like, they're driving around the park and they're seeing the dinosaurs and it's, like, amazing and beautiful. The kids are not with them initially, right? The kids are with them initially. They are. They, so there's get, two cars. Oh, right, right, right. And, and
0: in the beginning, are they, they all tra- get into the cars and it's it's Ian Malcolm and Laura Dern and Richard
1: Edmure get into one car oh, and it's then it's Sam Dale has to kids. get
0: into the car with the two kids.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so it's... Uh, they, they're on tracks, the cars, right? Because, like, It's all very planned out.
0: Yeah, I like vaguely remember that they're on track. Yeah, but they're like real cars.
1: They're real cars, but I think Uh, they can't veer off. So yeah,
0: first they see like the giant like brontosaurus. Yes, which is now called an apotosaurus.
1: And I see there's like in real life. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Listener, (laughs) Daniel just tried to fake nerd. (laughs) (laughs) He. He tried to push up imaginary glasses and poked himself in the eye. Uh, if
0: anyone's worrying about my well-being, I'm fine.
1: I do that every day. Uh, okay. Um, okay. It's a goofy episode. Uh, so... Um, I remember, yes, yeah, so I remember them seeing the Brontosaurus for the first time. Like Laura Dern gets out of the car, she's really amazed. I remember at some point they're also being like giant piles of shit, and they're like, "Whoa, those are really big piles of shit." Um, and then Tom Green climbs out of it or whatever, <laughs> yes. and uh, and Biff. Um, <laughs> uh, I, okay, we okay. So okay. you remember? So there, that, yes, they're going. There's along. a
0: theme park, and it goes badly. Is there, okay.
1: A, okay, let's, let me run through. Okay, Jeff Goldblum is skeptical the entire time, right? Laura, I would yep. say character. He's like
0: you were. He says something along the lines of you were so
1: concerned uh, if, if it was possible, or if it was, that you
0: didn't think if you 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 were so concerned that you could you didn't wonder if you, you should, should. Yes. something like yeah. Uh,
1: is there a scene where someone is uh, uh, pooping in a porta potty and a dinosaur? Yes, and
0: gets eaten by a T Rex. The first yep. person gets eaten by the T Rex, I believe. The entire porta potty gets eaten.
1: Yeah, I actually think the top gets ripped off, and you see him on the toilet, and then it goes in for a second bite. Uh, if we're, oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're correct. Um, you're correct. Okay, I I really don't remember Samuel Jackson. Does he wear glasses in this movie? Samuel Jackson, yes, he okay. wears glasses, and I think they're good. Okay, so Sam Neill is like curmudgeonly. Laura Dern is like in a constant state of wonder. Jeff Goldblum is a constant state of skepticism. The kids are like, this is so cool. Uh, so they're kind of, again, like touring the park and like it's seemingly promising. Um, uh, Wayne Knight, doesn't he like, up- oh, does he upload a virus into the computer? And it's like, does like a laughing, like like Independence Day type thing? That sounds
0: probable.
1: Right. And then he tries to run away. Right, so yes. he like sabotages the park. He, he, gets, he
0: gets killed by the that, the dinosaur yep. with like the cool like peacock the fanning face head. that shoots like poison. Right.
1: So he's like running, he trips, he drops his glasses. This, like there are such scenes of this movie that were sort of burned into my head. You were
0: like you had so much empathy when he dropped his glasses, yeah. you were like, How is he gonna see? Does anyone have binoculars for him? <laughs> exactly.
1: Picks up his glasses, he picks up the can to your point, because he that's the whole thing. And then this dinosaur comes, and he's like, nice dinosaur. And then its face fans out, and it spits poison on him, right? The, that's a dinosaur that spits poison. Uh, and then he mm-hmm. screams, and then it cuts from there. Okay, so. And I
0: think the end of the movie is that that can is still just out there. Like, Oh, yeah. I think you're right. Because that's like, maybe there'll be another one. Like, we saved the material. Yeah. Something like that.
1: Um, and, Okay, so at a certain point, the dinosaurs get out, and then it's like survival time. And then they go back into the main building, right? Okay, um, so let's
0: talk about some other specific things we remember. Yeah,
1: I remember. Okay. Yeah,
0: I remember the kids being chased by velociraptors yeah. in the kitchen. Three of them, right? Or two of them? It's at least two, but it might be three. And it's like it's a very tense sequence where they're like, because the movie has set up in the kitchen very clearly. They end up tricking them with like a mirror. Yes,
1: the movie has set up yeah. very clearly that veloc- velociraptors are extremely smart and cooperative right? And so mm-hmm. they are coordinating... As Samuel's
0: menacing monologue to a small child in the beginning of the movie is all about that. Yeah.
1: So they're basically coordinating this attack on these kids, and they're in the kitchen, right? And they, like, throw something so they can, like, run in the other direction. There's also a scene... I actually saw this clip online recently, so it's kind of cheating, but, like, Laura Dern is, like, uh, hiding in a room, and she's like, I think we're safe, and then immediately... A dinosaur breaks through the wall over her head um i don't think that's the wall that's the car no so doesn't the car the car has like the glass
0: roof yeah and at one point they're in the car and the like t-rex is trying to eat it and then the car gets like flipped over and yeah you see the like t-rex's eye outside and uh i think that also definitely happens. yeah
1: they end up in like the welcome center right and things are already like broken at that point and like Yeah, I don't remember a whole, like, a lot of, like, chaos ensues. But I don't remember, like, the beats of it or how, honestly, how the movie ends. Um, I think they get away. (laughs) I think it's a safe bet. But, like, get away how? Like, a helicopter and it flies them off the island and they abandon it. Right? Because that's what the premise of The Lost World is, right? Like, they just abandon this So, the premise
0: of The Lost World is actually they're on a different island. So, this is Isla Nubar? Okay. And that's Isla
1: Sorna. Okay. I think. But isn't the end of this movie that they abandon the island and leave the dinosaurs? Oh, but then like they nuke them in between movies? Is that what it is? Like they?
0: I don't think that they do anything to them in between.
1: The movies. So then there's an island, right? That's just hanging around. Like they admit kind of defeat, right? Like they have to leave the dinosaurs. Yes, to they definitely devices. are
0: like, this is not going to work out.
1: But I'm saying like... The di- then, like, they, the humans leave and the dinosaurs obviously stay, right? Like, but they're on an island, so it's, like, okay, right? That's the idea.
0: Yeah, exactly. The idea is they're on an island.
1: They can't get away. What about pterodactyls? Should we look at the poster and see if it
0: brings Answer my know. question.
1: What about pterodactyls? How do they keep them
0: contained? I don't think – well, they can't fly from the island. Why? They have, like, a limited
1: range. And the island is that – what do you they, mean? Like, birds migrate. And these are giant, strong birds.
0: Not all birds travel across oceans. All right. Plot hole. I mean, I don't know about birds. You can do the research on this episode. You can look up about birds. All right. Okay, look at the poster. poster. I mean, The poster's not going to give us any new information. No, nothing. (laughs) The poster is the logo for the movie. You know it. It's the red circle with the T-Rex skeleton surrounded in yellow. And it says Jurassic Park in that awesome font. Awesome font. It's a Steven Spielberg film, and it says, An Adventure 65 Million Years in the Making. It's a
1: good tagline. Yeah, and your
0: your soft dinosaur fandom becomes hard when you see the poster, and you know you're going to see it, but it doesn't tell you anything else besides literally what we've already told you, which is that there's a theme park
1: with dinosaurs. It honestly doesn't even tell you that. Like, It's you, called yeah. Jurassic Park. You know what it is. Ooh, well, based on the premise. Agree and disagree. Okay. Anyway, it's a fine, it's a fine poster. I think like at the time, obviously it is more than sufficient for our purposes now. It is uh, Yeah, this
0: movie yeah. was a hit. I think the poster worked.
1: Yes. Far okay, let's look at the poster. Okay. Let's look at the
0: VHS box. Yeah. In front of the VHS box, same thing. Exactly the same. Yep. Side of the VHS box, same thing. Just as Jurassic Park and has the t-rex image. Back of the box. We have some palm trees. And a setting sun as the picture. Another the another
1: uh, executive decision uh, colored uh, oh, yeah.
0: image. We have four pictures in the back of the box. We have Sam Neill in a floppy hat. We've got the two kids smiling, presumably looking at dinosaurs. We've got Richard Attenborough, Laura Dern, and Sam Neill looking at a dinosaur egg hatching. And we have a picture of a Brontosaurus, which you can already sort of see that the CGI of the daytime sequences isn't going to look amazing today. Interesting, yeah. Even with just this small picture on the back. But I think it'll look fine. And I think one of the things I remember distinctly about this movie is he doesn't go overboard on showing you the dinosaur. Yeah. He shows it in very limited ways. Most of the time he shows you the dinosaurs. And so even if the CGI doesn't fully hold up, I think it's artfully enough Done that, it won't detract, but it's also
1: not full CGI, right? They were like full on dinosaur, like animatronic models. I was, right?
0: I, was, I was waiting for you to say the word animatronic because I was be like, they did not make dinosaurs
1: for this movie, they didn't,
0: no, they did not make real dinosaurs. Aren't there like, uh, like no, they're animatronics? I'm saying they didn't bring any like oh. to life for this movie. I thought you were gonna say, I thought that. you were saying I was wrong about the animatronic. No, my point no. is like,
1: it, it doesn't look all bad CGI because a lot of the close up dinosaur danger action, yeah, when is it's animatronic dinosaurs.
0: Yeah, when it's pieces, it's props. Yeah. When it's like the whole big views, it's CGI. And I think, yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. That's one of the things we'll have to uh, ask. Yeah. Okay. Director Steven Spielberg presents a triumph of imagination, suspense, science, and cinematic magic that has quickly become the most successful film in worldwide box office history. That's
1: a, a better way of saying what, what I was trying to say about like why this is such a good movie. Exactly. It's a triumph of imagination, suspense, science, and cinematic magic. There you go.
0: This is a good back-of-the-box so far. Uh, On a remote island, a wealthy entrepreneur secretly creates a theme park featuring living dinosaurs drawn from prehistoric DNA. Before opening the attraction to the public, he invites a top paleontologist, a paleobotanist, a mathematician theorist, and his two eager grandchildren to experience the park. You know, the five most
1: common people you would invite. (laughs) Ah, here we go.
0: And help calm anxious investors. Ah, okay. Yeah. That's key. However, their visit is anything but tranquil as the park's security system breaks down. The prehistoric creatures break out, and the excitement builds to surprising results. I mean, is it surprising?
1: I think when uh, the... and
0: Malcolm would disagree that it's surprising. Yeah. Based on Michael Crichton's best-selling novel, Jurassic Park stars Sam Neill, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, and Richard Attenborough, it's a breathtaking adventure you'll want to experience again and again. Buy it on VHS today. It doesn't say buy it on VHS today, but it might as well.
1: Yeah, well, actually, it's funny because I was looking at the top... I and mean, it says, I mean, this is what they all said, right? And also when you start every movie. Uh, warning for private home use only. Federal law provides severe civil and criminal penalties for the unauthorized reproduction, distribution, or exhibition of copyrighted motion picture and video cassettes. Which is like, we it seems so scary. And then everyone just completely ignored it as a concept. That
0: FBI warning at the beginning of VHS tapes really scared me as a
1: kid. Yeah. yeah. I was like,
0: FBI, if I have like friends over to watch this movie... The FBI is going to get me. It's like it's a good thing I don't have any friends. The FBI would not like that. <laughs>
1: that, that explains it. That's why you had no friends.
0: Yeah. Of course. That's the reason. Number one and only. Anyway, Number
1: good one. pack of the box, right?
0: Yeah. Didn't tell us anything we didn't know. Well, the uh,
1: calming the investors, I think, is, is an important calming, thing. Calming, yes.
0: The reason he brought them. Yeah. Uh, okay. Should we watch the trailer? Yeah. Um, it's a short trailer, and it probably starts with, in a world. Okay. But let's see. Let's watch.
1: Jurassic Park, Universal Pictures presents...
2: You feel that? Hold on to your butts. A Steven Spielberg film. An adventure. Look out! No! I can't get Jurassic Park back online. 65 million years in the making. Jurassic Park.
1: Okay, very short trailer, but awesome trailer.
0: Yeah, a couple of things we got to talk about. The other thing that's definitely, I didn't mention on the back of the VHS box, this movie is two hours and seven minutes long. Yeah. Like, considering what this movie has to introduce, if it, if this movie came out today, it would be two and a half hours long, minimum. Minimum.
1: And then we'd be demanding a four-hour director's cut.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for this movie.
1: I'm so excited for this movie. I can't believe we forgot Hold On To Your Butts. I mean, that has become, like, one of the most famous films so, ever.
0: Samuel L. Jackson is seems like the, the security guy, right? He seems more security, yeah.
1: Or like um, I would say tech. Right, security feels reductive. He is he probably built the entire technical infrastructure for how to keep the dinosaurs. Right, he's like face.
0: he like runs the park. Yes. But he like runs like upper like the park operations. Yeah. He's not the scientist. B.D. Wong is the right.
1: scientist. And Wayne Knight is probably like his like the tech. underling or whatever who knows how to take it, right? Like I think I'm convinced that he uploads a virus into the security system. Like I That sounds I right. think he takes out like a right. flash drive or a floppy disk probably is more accurate. Uh and and does that and then escapes with it. But I wonder who is uh who that who's who's that? Who's like the rival faction who's trying to uh get this technology? Uh
0: I don't know if they're introduced in this movie. I think the idea is he's just like I'm gonna be able to sell Wait, there is a scene where he like has a meeting with someone, oh. Wayne Knight. Interesting. I remember him having like a meeting where he's sitting down with someone, and he's like, I can get you the things that you
1: want. You know who, the, the way we're talking? Yes, there is
0: the, that corporate espionage element. Maybe it's one of the investors. I don't remember exactly who it is, but there is someone that Wayne Knight meets with in this movie.
1: It his, The way we're talking about his character really reminds me of um, uh, Joe Palian paleontologist <laughs> <laughs>
0: Joe Pantoliano. Yeah,
1: from the Matrix right it's yeah. like a similar kind of vibe
0: yeah except he's not trying to be like he's not, to he's not that that like creepy cool guy that Joey Pants is playing right. he's he's Wayne Knight type yes <laughs> There's obviously a lot of Spielberg face in this movie. So a lot of people standing up, opening their mouths, going, whoa. But in his defense, like. There's a lot of that. Dinosaurs. No, perfect, perfect use. Dinosaurs. Yes. Yeah. Also,
1: face. Sam Neill taking off his glasses because, like, he takes them off really, like, awkwardly. Um, I think
0: they're, like, falling off. He's like, whoa.
1: Yeah. Uh, he probably
0: poked himself in the eye by accident. <laughs> it's a totally normal thing to do. That happens to everyone.
1: Why? Um, I mean, I guess it's, like, a pretty baller grandfather move. And I guess, again, to my point earlier, like, he thinks it is safe. But, like. If you're bringing in, like, all these experts, why would you bring your... Like, to see if it's safe, I think, why bring your ring. I think
0: it's also to show, like, kids are going to lose their goddamn minds over oh, this. Oh, right,
1: because it's for investors, right? Right, right.
0: Yeah. Um, the other thing is, everyone... Like, Ian Malcolm is worried at the beginning. I think everyone is won over in the initial yes. tour of
1: the park. Yes, yes.
0: They all are like, this is unbelievable. Like, this is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And then, of course, it is not... Um, Spoiler Well, it still is, but then Jurassic it just gets Park.
1: really scary. This is a, a a part two question, so maybe I'll cut this, but don't you think Jurassic World would have been better if Owen Grady was the boy from this movie? <laughs> no, no. I mean, no...
0: <laughs> Remake culture has broken your brain. No, <laughs> like,
1: no conceptually, but knowing how terrible of a character Owen Grady turned out to be.
0: Jurassic World have would have been worse. better if... If it turned out that the kid was Macaulay Culkin from Home Alone, and it was just like he just crossed franchises
1: now, like that would be awesome. If, if he it, grew
0: up to be a dinosaur trainer because that was the only thing that could give him the same high as rigging his house to kill back.
1: You no, I think you're. I think he shouldn't have become a dinosaur trainer. I think they were like, "How do we trap these dinosaurs?" And they bring oh, in yeah, adult a dinosaur Macaulay trapper. Culkin to tread. That yeah,
0: that's what it is. <laughs> Kevin McAllister It shouldn't have been on <laughs> 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 that's exactly what it should have been okay so with that um, what did you give this movie when you were a kid what do you think you're going to give it on rewatch
1: 10 out of 10 and 10 out of 10 I have been Agreed. so skeptical I, if you you know, long time listeners will know I, I was throwing 10 out of 10s at every early movie and then I become so jaded I now give everything a 6 I'm back I'm back it was a 10 then it is going to be a 10 now Truly, I'm not sure we've done a movie that I'm so convinced is going to hold up uh, in a very long time. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed.
0: Ten. Ten. There's no question here. This is a. This is going to be a masterpiece. Prepare for insane upset. Miami Heat beating the Milwaukee Bucks style upset. If we come back here with not a ten. Oh my
1: god. I I don't know if I could handle this not being a ten. Honestly, uh, it's. I've, I've staked my whole personality on being the Jurassic Park. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, not to that extent. But it's just there's no way this is not going to be really good.
0: But you should make yourself popcorn and eat it out of your Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom.
1: It's so dirty novelty
0: popcorn bucket. It's
1: so dirty. It's so covered in like old toys. Uh, but I, I I do think I'm actually going to make popcorn. I don't know. Like, have you been? Are you have you been making like? I don't. Ten. ten I make popcorn
0: every time I watch a movie. Really. Around.
1: Yeah. Ah, good for you. We we did for, like, big movie nights. It's really sad. I think I've talked about this before. But, like, my kids are at an age where I can't, like, loop them into, like, family movie night. They're just, like, I'd rather... They haven't
0: like, seen Jurassic Park? No. Are you going to watch with them?
1: Mm, I don't think. Maybe my daughter. Um, I, actually, I think my son would like it. He'd be scared. But the issue is I think we're going to watch it late tomorrow night because we want to reconvene uh on sunday to discuss it Oh, right um so that's gonna be part of it um
0: i think you should try to watch it with them
1: yeah i'm gonna i'll I'll invite my daughter maybe my son yeah we'll see um send her a text (laughs) um yeah uh
0: i'm curious i'm curious because your son is the same age we were when we saw it, right
1: and he Uh, likes like he has like jurassic world uh lego sets and stuff, he hasn't seen the new.
0: I, I think you should show it to him because
1: that's how old you were. Yeah, you're right. That's gonna be uh, so late. we'll see. I really want to. Um,
0: we can also delay if if we need to for that to happen.
1: I will so, ask him today, and we'll, yeah. We'll see. I'm pretty
0: sure Megan's gonna watch with me because this movie's a masterpiece, and everyone agrees there's no particular
1: concern. Uh, awesome. All right, well, we will watch it uh, with uh, some people. To be determined. I'm definitely watching this with Shani. Like, I think eh, she should want to watch this movie. It's a great movie. Um, okay. I'm very psyched. We're going to go watch it. I'm like, I'm so psyched I want to go watch it now. Uh, but but I won't.
0: <laughs> Have the day off. You should go watch I it. I guess I could,
1: right? I could watch it and re-watch it with them. Like, I don't think that's an issue. Um, yeah. But I should probably just awesome. edit in the kind of state. Okay, fine. We will talk.
0: Okay. See you on the other side.
1: Yeah. Pew,
2: pew. <laughs>
0: Uh <sighs> it's actually been a minute since we recorded yeah it's been uh, like
1: well we've i don't know have we we have we officially announced that we've gone to a new cadence
0: no we should definitely put in the front of the for the second episode or at the end of this one that we have moved to a you might have noticed that we've moved to a two-week cadence of these much more manageable in our lives and also uh, will allow us to release them consistently on time uh i think it's forward. better
1: I like how you said a two-week cadence, because every time this happens, this comes up a lot in, in meetings that we plan in my office. Uh, bi-weekly can either yes. mean twi- twice a week or every two weeks.
0: In my office, we don't have that problem, because in my country, everyone says fortnightly. Mm. Uh, because That's we're all sounds extremely proper. Too. We say fortnightly, yeah. and then we put on our pajamas and go to bed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah bi-weekly uh, what a stupid term yeah so every two weeks instead of every one week now
0: the other thing that's nice about the fortnightly cadence is that i feel like we both sometimes like we struggle to have the like usual bullshit that we open the second half with and i feel like we're both now overflowing with usual bullshit for the second, <laughs> second half
1: so <laughs> just bursting at the seams with bullshit. yeah, it, yeah well you just uh how i feel <laughs> you just uh went to uh paris yeah, it did
0: took took the little one to Disneyland for her third birthday, uh, which oh, yes. she
2: loved. Happy um, birthday, bleep!
0: Yeah, she, yes, that's that's what we sang at her birthday party. <laughs> uh, happy birthday, bleep! Don't get in the bed, you're all wet. <laughs> we had we had like a party in our little garden, and all of her friends came over from nursery, and eventually they just stopped playing with any of the games and just started chasing each other with the oh. hose uh and then she literally was just like come upstairs we're all gonna get into my parents bed and we're like no
1: that's not what's (laughs) happening (laughs) you're
0: all soaking wet
1: (laughs) did it happen did they do it anyway uh
0: it did not happen thankfully um but yeah she was a little little terror she loved it great birthday paris was great except um we got locked in our airbnb uh (laughs) Define locked in. So, 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 okay. So, we we tried to leave the morning to go to Disneyland, and um, I couldn't open the door, and it had this smart lock on it, and I was like, I it said follow the directions, like push the button, it opens this part. Like I push the button, nothing happens. I'm like slamming down the handle, I can't get it open. I try push the button again, can't get it open, and then I'm just like, okay, well, we're on the ground floor. I'm just gonna hand the key to someone outside, and ask them to come in and let us out. And that's what happened, and it worked. I total, messaged, stranger. Total, total stranger total stranger but they live in the building because it was like a ground floor apartment with a window into the courtyard <laughs> right so it, like, she's like bonjour monsieur she was like can you please so, let me out so our apartment. friend who we were there with speaks speaks French and she was like that's helpful uh, but this lady talked to us in English so she must have known um, that even though one of us speaks French it wasn't going to work and she was yeah. like, "Oh, I really have to get to work." And I'm like, yeah, we really have to get out of this apartment. <laughs> <laughs> it's right here. It'll be fine. Uh, you'll get to work." Well, I mean, uh, look,
1: there's a chance that she thought that you were like trying to like kidnapping. lure her into some trap, right? Yes. Like, and she—that's uh, when you're like, oh, "I really have to go and, to work."
0: And the other thing that happened is the previous night, I was like in the bed with Bleep, my daughter, and because um, it was a two bedroom Airbnb and. Uh, my wife's friend was with us and so they were out like hanging out and i was in bed and i get a text it's like let help us let us out and i'm like uh what's going on here and so then i go over to the to the friend's text room from who so so sorry from the friend but okay. it was it was megan who was sending it and okay uh i went in and they had gotten locked in the friend's room and literally the door is this handle, like a panic room house. Yes. The door handle on the inside of that bedroom didn't work. It just didn't That's work. Right. So on the outside, it works. If you were inside the room, you just couldn't open the door.
2: If
1: you, uh,
0: and so read. now, okay. So now factor that into in the morning, we're supposed to go to Disneyland. We literally can't open the door. And I'm like, okay, well, none of the inside doors of this <laughs> house work. <laughs> <laughs> and so we had whatever we had this lady, the key, she comes in and then I, I, she lets us out. Fine. Thank God we got out. I messaged the owner and he's like, okay, so in addition to pushing the button, you also have to turn the smart lock specifically.
1: Like push and turn. It's like yeah. uh, when you – it's like in a uh, piece to war button. Yeah, like exactly. la- la- you have to lift a thing yeah. and then
0: flip the piece switch. So yeah. I wasn't actually locked in. It wasn't actually broken. But the right. description – didn't really tell us how to get out anyway. Okay. Not the best Airbnb
1: could have been worse. You could have been trapped in a uh, makeshift submarine at the bottom of the ocean.
0: Yeah. And then I, I like messaged Airbnb and before the guy told me how to open the door for real, Airbnb was like, well, the situation's resolved. You're out of the place. And I'm like, I don't know if I would call it resolved. I handed the key through the window to a stranger. That's <laughs> right. not resolved. And they were like, yeah, but you're out. So it's fine. You definitely are not getting a refund. And I was like, I'm not even asking for a refund. I'm just offended by you saying that that's a resolution to the case. <laughs> like, great trip. One thing I will note is, I feel like I was the sweatiest person at Disneyland.
1: Land? World?
0: Oh, Land. Disneyland, Paris.
1: Land so lands are inferior to worlds.
0: No, I don't think no, so. No, I'm sorry, I that
1: I don't uh, mean to belittle your your here, trip. Here's something, mean, here's
0: something we can say for sure. Here's something we can say for sure. Parks are superior to worlds. Because like I don't want to spoil anything, but Jurassic Park's a ten out there.
1: <laughs> Oh yeah, good pivot. Sorry. I forgot we were like talking about like a movie. I'm like, let's just talk about your trip for right now. <laughs>
0: No, that was a perfect... You almost had a perfect a segue. Uh You're like, lands are inferior to earth. I think Disneyland, is, Disneyland in California is smaller than Disney World in Florida.
1: Okay, yeah. Right, which is uh, why I think
0: Disneyland Paris was originally called Euro Disney, but the initial launch was such a disaster they changed the name to Disneyland Paris. Would you
1: say the initial launch was as disastrous as Jurassic Park?
0: Right. Well, the craziest thing was that someone got eaten by a T-Rex at <laughs> Disneyland
1: At Euro, Euro Disney. Um,
0: right. And they were like, well, what if we just call it Jurassic Paris? <laughs> uh,
1: okay. Well, look, we we, we, we pivoted. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic Park. Okay. So who did you watch okay, with? So we got my kid. Because in the kid. first
0: half of the, mo- in the episode, we discussed whether or not you're going to introduce this movie to your kids. And we were like, maybe not because we're going to record tomorrow. And then now it's been two and a half.
1: weeks. I was pushing my kids real hard to watch it. Um, and they were like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, it, dinosaurs don't exist. It's okay. Like, you don't know? There are dinosaurs in <laughs> they, it. They were like, oh, is it? My uh, my daughter was like, mostly yes. My my son was a bit more uh, skeptical. I convinced them. They I got them on board then we uh did not start watching it until uh 10 p.m and then i was like (laughs) but i was like look like come come watch it uh so they watched the first 45 minutes they watched literally right until shit hit the fan so like their experience was all like wonder and amazement uh so like it was not intentional, but like I'm like it's eleven forty. You gotta you gotta go to sleep. Uh, it's actually ten. We started. I, they we I, I, they stopped watching at like eleven thirty. Uh, so you started yeah, watching at eleven. Essentially. Uh, yep. It was a weekend um, for anyone who who is wondering. Had, had, was was the first scene scary for them? No, I, that was you know, and and so okay, you you called that scene correctly. Your recollection was correct. Although you said it was like a T-Rex, right? It was a Velociraptor.
0: No, okay. We can talk about things that we missed, but we don't need to do a full recap.
1: Mm, let me go do a full recap. I'll, do, I'll be really quick. I'll try to be really, really quick. I, I, we'll okay. see what happens. Uh, okay, okay, so that, the cold open happens, and um, the guy gets like eaten by the dinosaur they're really shocking at.
0: The main thing we missed is we, we knew that that happened, and we knew that there was the investors were getting cold feet, but we didn't connect yes. Those two things yes. were connected. The investors are specifically concerned because a person was killed at the park, and so they are like, "We want two scientists to give an independent opinion. Theorist. We want Jeff Goldblum, who is a celebrity scientist, and we want you get to pick another scientist." And so they're like, "You yeah, cool? I'm picking this paleontologist. I like Dr. What's well, not what I like." Okay, and so
1: they, who I'm, right. I'm funding his so dinosaur. Research. After the cold open, it's Dr. Grant and Dr. Laura Dern, Ellie Savler. She looks great in this movie just putting it out there she's 28 years um,
0: old 28 and and i believe um uh sam neil is like 35 oh. and he looks like more of an adult than i have ever felt in my life and i am older than him
1: <laughs> yes do you do i still feel that way like when i watch like pro athletes i'm like look at these look at these adult athletes i'm like i'm 15 years older than these people uh,
0: <laughs> with athletes, I don't feel that way. But when I feel when I see someone like, like doing a job in a movie, I'm like, man, I will never be an adult. Like
1: that. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. Um, anyway, they're on like a uh, you know digging up bones. This like helicopter lands or like who is this jerk? It turns out to be um Richard Hart. Uh, you missed the
0: part where I was also correct. Sam Neil uh, threatens a child with an alligator claw. That was
1: funny. That was good. That was a good recollection. Because he's
0: like, oh, it's a big bird. Okay, so the bird thing is actually really interesting. And it relates to some of the research I did. I did a lot of research for this episode. And by that, I mean, I did more than my usual research, which is reading the Wikipedia.
2: Right.
0: I also um, followed some links from the Wikipedia. No, I listened to <laughs> a couple podcasts. Uh, what Went Wrong? I'm going to just throw it up at the top. I listened to What Went Wrong podcast about this. I listened to another one that I'm forgetting. Um, I read some of the 30th anniversary articles. So there was one on The Ringer I watched the Quarter Crew video on recreating the T-Rex scene. So they talk a lot about how some of the animation was done. So that's where some of my information will come on, like how they did the CGI animation. Okay. And I watched a bunch of the puppetry videos from Stan Winston school's YouTube channel. So Stan oh, wow. Winston is the puppeteer. He was like the puppet. I want to say the word puppet master, but yeah. that's the wrong word. He was like the, he's, Stan Winston runs the shop that made the puppets, but he's not like an auteur. He doesn't make all the puppets by hand himself. Uh, There's a whole team of folks that work on them. And so there are these really incredible videos of uh, some of the puppet work that they did for this movie that everyone should watch on the Stan Winston School YouTube channel. If you just Google Stan Winston Jurassic Park, you will find them. Uh, You should definitely watch them. They're super cool, and I'll definitely talk about them. But um, one of the things that's really, really interesting in this movie, is that no one really knows what a dinosaur moves like, right? Even to the extent that we have an idea of what they look like from bone structure and whatever, you don't know what they move like. And so they have to completely invent what they move like. And I think that's a part of the reason why they spend so much time talking about the bird-like nature of them and they get into that because they want to prime you for, like, these things are going to run like birds, right? right? So they're, they're getting into your head, like, how they're going to move in that very early stage. So that when you see them moving, you're like, well, I expected them to move like birds and huh. it starts to look right. I, that's my, that's my own thought. I like inception. they minds really into, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Okay. Why
0: they really stress the movement because they spent a lot of time getting the movement right. That was a problem they knew they had to deal with is like, how did they create specific? Like, okay, they can make it look like whatever they want, but getting it to move was a real problem um so i I do think that's why they harp on it so early on and they really want to establish the bird thing uh plus it's also cool and it was kind of cutting edge and there was a specific uh paleontologist who consulted on the movie whose name i forget who was like an inspiration for alan grant as well uh who insisted that they move like birds (laughs) or that they that they are from birds like there was a sequence yeah there there was was an animatronic they did yeah his name is jack horner there was an animatronic that they did, and I'm jumping ahead because I have all this information in my brain. Okay. Uh, but there was this animat- there was this animatic that they did for the storyboards, storyboards. So they animated some of the storyboards, and they did one where there's a scene with the velociraptors in the kitchen, and they have the velociraptor reach out and grab something with its tongue. And okay. Jack Horner was like, absolutely not. They did not have tongues like that. They're not like lizards. They're like birds. Like he just can see, he was constantly, he was like insistent, like, they're not like lizards. They're like birds. They they don't behave like lizards. Uh, and so I think they wove some of that into the character and they certainly did it into the design and the animation. Um, but I, yeah, anyway, so this early sequence is a lot of Alan Grant explaining the bird thing. No, anyway, so, anyway, so then the so helicopter there, shows up, picks him yeah. up. He's like, I'll give you 10 years worth of grants or whatever. He offers them a ton of money.
1: Yes. Right, Uh, and they're like, "Oh yeah, let's do it." But there was like a weird uh, scene in like a mine. Oh yes, that's where they like
0: find the amber. That's oh yeah, 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 okay.
1: Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they find the scene right, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna be rich." Okay, so then also you see Wayne Knight making. This is also something that I think we didn't know how this how he. I mentioned that there was a scene
0: where he met someone at like a restaurant.
1: Yes, and that was like part of that scene
0: is when he gives him the barbasol can to hide the eggs. And he's like, this works. You can, because he, okay, sorry. I'm jumping ahead. In that scene, the guy is like, you need to steal however many embryos for us. For each one you steal, you get like $50,000 or something. Right. And there's 15 different dinosaurs at the park. Notably, right. no pterodactyls. Yes. Did you remember you were like, it yeah, can't be pterodactyls. It would, make, would fly yeah, away. It would it make sense? Okay. No pterodactyls. Um, so he's like, there are 15 types of dinosaurs or whatever. If you, each one you steal, you get 50000 for a total of 750000 and you also get seven hundred fifty thousand up front. Yes. If it were me, by the way, I would have just taken the seven hundred fifty thousand up front and left. Oh yeah. I'd have been good. like, cool, cool, I tried, but I didn't get them. Oh, and I mean you I'm going into a tunnel.
1: <laughs> yeah. But these are the kind of guys who go after you, right? Uh so Okay. So he makes this deal. Uh, right. so he meets
0: the guy at the cafe and he gives him the barbasol can that has like the hidden container, and he shows him like that the, the shaving
1: the, the, cream yeah. comes
0: out, right? And so then Wade Knight puts the shaving cream on his hand and then he drops and, it on someone else's pie. Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> he's a villain.
0: He's a villain. It's so funny, though.
1: <laughs> it is funny.
0: And he's, like, giggling the whole time. He's like, it's great. What a yeah. great character.
1: Uh, okay. So then there's, like, this, like, real, like, nerdy investor. Like, the guy who represents the investors. He's like, if this... He's goes, the lawyer, goes, I think. Right. right. He's like, if this goes bad, I'm going to tell the investors... So they bring um, Ian Malcolm, who's like this, like celebrity chaos theorist. Um, he's like Malcolm Gladwell, it even sounds like it. Um, uh, except
0: he, like, well, okay, he, he doesn't
1: suck. <laughs> I just mean right, like a pop scientist, right? Like, yes. uh, okay. yeah, okay, but he's an actual scientist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's there. And he's then... more like Neil
0: deGrasse Tyson.
1: <laughs> okay, that's fair. He's like um, he, I,
0: here's what he's exactly what he is. He's Neil deGrasse Tyson who fucks. <laughs> right. He just pushed up his glasses and is like, actually, I also fuck. I, was gonna say I that, have yeah. children. <laughs> um, and I'm like, you don't know what the term means, okay?
1: <laughs> Um So they he gets there and then um, the, you know, the two paleontologists get there. And they're like, so they're, they're basically told that they're here to like check this park. None of them actually know what the park is. And he's like, my grandchildren are here also because they show how safe it is. So they go, they put them on the tour, everything looks great. Uh, they
0: see dinosaurs, and that's the moment where you were, you mentioned that there was something smug about the whole thing, right? And when they first see the Brachiosaurus, which is, I did the the nose push when I pointed out that it's not called a brontosaurus anymore, it's called a, a potosaurus. that's actually a different dinosaur, <laughs>
2: Who's in that's there their, now?
0: They're brachiosaurs in the movie. Um, anyway, when they first see that, that's the moment where you see uh, Richard Attenborough's character, I forget his name. Yeah. And that's the moment where he is super smug, where he's just kind of smiling and he's like, "Yeah, I know I got you. Like,
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, you're into this. And you, in the first half, predicted that there's a smug air to the whole thing. And he is smug the whole time. He's like, you're not going to shut this down. You're going to be... Incredibly impressed by this. We've done a miracle here.
1: Um, uh, yes, exactly. So right, he's very smug. He thinks everything. And then Ian Malcolm like has the very famous line where he's like, "Nature finds a way" or whatever. Oh, that was when they're like, we we designed them so they're all female, uh, so they can't mate, and they also he have, says like, life finds a way. Life finds a way. Sorry. Uh, the
0: other the other line that happens there is Alan Grant says I, it looks like I'm out of a job, right? Oh yeah. He's a, he's a and then and then Ian Malcolm goes, "Don't you mean extinct?" Yes. Which is Uh, a reference to a thing that happened in the production of this movie where Phil Tippett, because originally this movie, God, I did so much research. Originally, this movie was going to be a mixture of puppets, stop motion and and CGI. And then when they did the CGI test, they were like, this is going to look better than anything we can do in stop motion. And Phil Tippett, and remember Spielberg, sorry, Spielberg saw it and he still had doubts. And Phil Tippett saw it and he was like, I think I'm extinct. Yes. Uh, Like, no one's... Phil Tippett was supposed to do the stop-motion animation. Sorry, I didn't say that. Uh, He is a legend. He did, uh, like, every stop-motion thing that anyone liked. Phil Tippett worked on. Uh, But then, he stayed and worked on this movie anyway. Okay. Uh, And we'll talk a little bit about what he worked on.
1: So the two things they say are that the dinosaurs are all female, so they can't mate, so they can control them. And also, like, they're missing a gene or chromosome that they have to, like, inject into them every like however many hours or else like they'll yep. just die so these are fail safes they have put in place so like what could go wrong we have big electrical fences and all this what can go wrong is wayne knight's sabotage um so as they embark on their tour there's also a giant tropical storm that uh comes which is real also in real life yeah yep. uh and as this is happening wayne knight who like Richard Attenborough was like super nice to like everybody, except Wade Knight. He's like, "You dumb asshole! Like stop gambling your money away." Uh, and um, so he like, like yeah.
0: My, he's like the park's problem. Like the park doesn't care about your financial <laughs> problems or whatever.
1: Yeah. Uh, so uh, he disables the security so that he can get into the lab to steal all of those embryos, um, and unclear like he had to disable some other security stuff so he can like shortcut to the dock right is that or is that i think
0: he was shutting everything down so that it wouldn't be noticed okay it was like one system and then he was trying to leave before the storm to get to that last boat
1: okay so he's Uh, like he didn't get out in time yes he doesn't get out in time he dies. spoiler
0: okay okay so he he shuts down he steals all the embryos in the barbershop and he tries to escape he He gets gets caught in the rain and then he gets killed by the dinosaur with the peacock face.
1: That spits poison. Or acid.
0: Uh, and the Barbasol can sort of flows down a river. I thought it would. the movie ended on a shot of the Barbasol can. Right. It does not. It does not. Uh, but it does show that the can sort of gets like buried in the ground.
1: Yeah. The
0: other thing that happens around this same time is they find dinosaur eggs in one of the paddocks. Right. And they're like, I thought all the dinosaurs were male or all the dinosaurs were female. Sorry, all the dinosaurs were female.
1: It was the frog. And the it's enemy. like...
0: Um, there are some types of yes, there's the frog DNA, and there are some types of frogs that can change their gender mm-hmm. if the gender uh, mix in the uh, community isn't appropriate, and so the Velociraptors changed their gender to be able to mate. On the park,
1: right, right. So I right, which is life cool finds a way. It is cool. So then, uh,
0: okay. So then the power's out, and they send Ellie Sadler and. Uh, Samuel Jackson's character goes to fix the power. Then they lose contact with him.
1: No. Well, whatever. I know you're trying to go fast, but, like, there was a whole thing where, like, the first... Ellie Sadler got back to the base because she stayed with the sick Triceratops, so she's not with them. The rest of them are still in the cars in the tour. The tour's been a bust. This is important, right? The tour's been a bust. They haven't seen any dinosaurs except one sick Triceratops. Every time they go to, like, a a display of, like, the next uh, thing, there's no dinosaurs. And then Jeff Goldblum, like, puts his face really close to the camera. He's like, uh, are there going to be any uh, dinosaurs on this uh, dinosaur tour? And then Richard Attenborough is really upset. And then to, to get the T-Rex, they put a, a goat. This is a great scene. They put this, like, goat. because yeah. then And he's like, they like the chase. They're not just going to come eat the goat. And then once the power goes down and they get trapped, the goat's gone. And they're like, oh, shit. And then the T-Rex comes. Uh, it's a really great super tense scene where the lawyer runs away from the kids. The kids are like, Oh my God, he left us. They have the flashlight that keeps getting the T-Rex's attention. The two, uh, you know, Ian Malcolm and, and Dr. Grant like distract the dinosaur. The dinosaur eats T-Rex eats the lawyer guy. They get away. They get knocked. Whatever. a lot of create chaos ensues. So, well, so lo- this
0: is, this is a really, obviously it's the scene of the, movie, right? Awesome. The T-Rex bursts out. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, so a few things happen in this scene that are really interesting. One, when Alan Grant lights the flare to distract the T-Rex, he actually yeah. got phosphorus on his arm Ugh. and like had to get like a chunk of his arm removed. Oh no. That's like the the main accident that happened on the set of this movie Gosh. um is that he actually like got phosphorus on his arm. Um and the other thing is there's this sort of infamous in the sort of Jurassic Park community gaffe about this scene, right? Which is that the the T-Rex comes right up to the fence through the trees yeah. at that moment. And then when the car gets knocked into the T-Rex paddock, it, like, falls off of a cliff.
1: Yes, right. How there, did was he, no cliff there was no cliff earlier. Yeah, right. How did he right? appear? And so... I never thought about that because it could just be, like, to My point of view on this is
0: I don't give a shit. Like,
1: totally. you don't
0: think about it at all while watching the movie. Yeah. And I think genuinely... They were just like, it doesn't matter that it doesn't make sense. Right. Like, maybe it makes sense. And, like, people who are huge Jurassic Park nerds, like, have spent a ton of time trying to, like, draw diagrams that figure out how it oh, makes God. sense. Like, my point who of cares? view is, like, who cares? It In the moment, totally. you don't think about it. It's just so tense and so well done. And it just builds and builds and builds. It just
1: doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Totally. It's a perfect, perfect sequence. It is crazy. So, basically... The kids are in a car. It gets crushed by the T Rex, and so they're like, "Did you know this, that
0: like... that was a CGI car?" No. Uh, so when they crush the car, when the T Rex crushes the car, uh, it's. I found this out in the corridor crew video. They thought that it was going to be a real car that they crushed simultaneously, and they try to line up the movement. And they're like, "No, like we actually discovered that it is." A CGI car and like I, they're like I've never heard anybody talk about this before.
1: Cool, yeah, it doesn't uh, look like it. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. So the car gets crushed with the kids in it. Uh, they don't die. Uh, they get the girl out and the boys too trapped and the car falls off the cliff and they Dr. Grant's just like, we'll just go down there and get him. <laughs> like what? Like the, I know he's like trying to like keep calm, but like the the implication is very much like he's obviously fine. He's just in a crushed car that fell off a cliff and landed in the tree. Uh, and he is, and they get him. And that's also a great scene where he climbs up to the tree to get him. And then the branches start breaking and they are racing down the tree, uh, as the car keeps getting caught on different branches as it's about to crush them. And then they Mm -hmm. get to the bottom and then it falls on them. But, uh, uh, the, the top of the car is missing and it lands perfectly on top of them. Um, it's really cool. It's awesome. <clears throat> so after all of that happens, Samuel Jackson's like, "If we reboot the entire system, uh, we can get everything back online."
0: Right, because Wayne Knight hadn't turned off the power to the T-Rex, to the Velociraptor. Kids. Right, because everyone's
1: like, "Obviously, don't you turn don't want to do pe- that?" Yeah. Uh, uh, so, oh, did
0: you know? Did you know this? Sorry, I have. I'm just going to pepper in these little facts because I learned them. So during the filming of the movie. They decided to make the velociraptors bigger than velociraptors are. Yeah. And there were no raptors that size, um, that anybody knew of at that time. But during the filming, paleontologists in Utah discovered a species of raptor that is roughly the same size as the raptors in this movie. That's
1: cool. That's <laughs> been... called
0: the Utah Raptor. And apparently someone called Spielberg when that happened and was like, Congratulations, we've discovered your raptors. <laughs>
1: Uh, he fished or his wish. like that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Why? Okay. It's just like everything worked out on this movie. It's just like, they're just inventing stuff and it's like, oh, well, that's true. Like, you you know, know the bird thing was a theory at the time and yeah. it's like, now everyone's like, no, that's 100%.
1: Yeah. That's funny. Uh, uh, they should have changed the Utah Jazz, which is still a terrible name. To then, the Utah, to Utah the Raptors? To the the Toronto took it. Um, so, okay. So, he's like, we have to go. Um, he's like, it'll be fine. It'll be like, you know a quick shutdown and power up uh, there. Oh, sorry. He didn't want to do it. Samuel Jackson was like, it would work, but we can't do this. And Richard Atterborough was like, just do it. You sissy. Uh, so he goes and does it. Uh, it doesn't come back. Uh, I, Oh, it worked except you have, you had to like then crank the power back on to get it back up. And so you're like, Oh my God, it worked. But like, he hasn't cranked the power up and they call him. So, um, Laura Dern is like, I'll go, uh, it um, and she goes then, with
0: someone, does she know? Oh, the hunter, girl, she the goes, hunter. goes The
1: hunter. We forgot about that guy. Yep. Uh, and he's no.
0: like, he's he's like the Owen Grady character.
1: Uh, yes, he's the uh, better Owen he Grady He's the character. Owen Grady character and and one, he he says because he's he barely in the movie. Well, he has the best line in the movie. Uh, or I think he's most on the movie just because uh, Video Gum used to use it a clever lot. Clever girl, clever girl. Um, yeah uh yeah so he's like i'll take you he's like the raptors are out but don't worry i'm like this badass hunter i'll cover you uh he's like as they're walking he's like oh they're watching us like we're we're screwed uh you run he's like you run i'll cover you yeah Yeah. you run i'll cover you so he sees the he sees the one it's awesome because the whole point is like the raptors are super smart and super vicious And they have figured things out already in the short time they've existed that shows that, like, they are incredibly smart and they know how to hunt in packs. So Mm -hmm. one of them starts, like, rustling in the bushes and he's like, I got you. And then that was doing that so the other raptor can come eat him. Clever girl. He gets eaten. But she sprints. It's actually, it's like, God, The movie is so good. It's a great scene. Steven Spielberg, pretty good director. Uh, It's so tense that she's running. She's so scared. She gets in there. Uh, she sees his arm and she's like oh thank god and then it's just his arm uh so do you know why it's just his arm because he got uh, eaten
0: well yes in <laughs> in the fiction of the movie it's because he got eaten <laughs> yeah um because of the hurricane that actually happened that we referenced earlier samuel jackson never got to hawaii so all so of the
1: other filming was like all
0: know, like... of so most of the park stuff like most of the non like huge outdoors stuff. Basically anything with a dinosaur was filmed on sound stages. Uh, so Samuel Jackson did all of his filming on sound stages and then never got to Hawaii. Interesting. Uh, and so just wasn't there for any of that.
1: So that so – uh, And so it's just
0: his arm. And there was there's a sequence in the script where she finds the rest of his body. And remember when she runs out of there, she's got like a limp and like, yeah. like a flashlight around her leg. Yeah. Uh, and that doesn't happen – I thought, like,
1: a fence, like, falls on her or something. Like, I don't when, think when the, so. When, like, the, she, the, I think
0: she literally just, the thing, like, the, the dinosaur jumps out at one point over her. I thought it knocked she just runs the away fence
1: onto her leg, and that's why, like, it cut her leg. Maybe, something.
0: maybe. But there was a whole sequence where she finds his body in the script. Interesting. Uh, they just never filmed it because he didn't, because of the hurricane, he couldn't get there.
1: Interesting. Um, so, oh, so unbeknownst... To everyone else except Laura Dern, Samuel Jackson, and Richard Attenborough, they don't know that the security system for the entire park is down. So they basically are like, let's just get back to the base and we'll be fine. Um, and so then they go, they do realize that the electrical fence is down. They see it and so they climb over it. The kid gets zapped. I forgot hilarious. that happened. I'm like, I remember it was that happening. It's so, hilarious. It was really funny. Um, He's <laughs> he he shot away. I'm like, oh, he'll make it. It's really tense. He'll he'll jump off just in of time. And it's like, nope. <laughs> he just gets launched. So they get back and they're like, oh, we're back. Everything's fine. And Laura Dern's just like, run. Also like awesome. No,
0: the kids don't. They have dessert first, and then there's the run because the Raptors are there. And then there's the sequence with the raptors in the kitchen. And here's my my big reveal. Yeah. How do you think they did the raptors
1: in the kitchen? In what sense? Like, like CGI or puppetry? Yeah. Uh, I would guess like animatronics.
0: It's a guy in a suit. Oh, it's a like, person in a raptor suit. Yes. You know who, who it is? and it's, that it's is definitely, kind of like,
1: um, what's his name? You know. You know who I'm going to say. The guy. Like the motion capture guy. Oh, Andy Circus, Andy circus. <laughs> like it's a twelve-year-old Andy, Andy Circus.
0: So it's this is one of Stan Winston's puppets. It's a guy in a suit. It is genuinely unbelievable. But like, there's
1: multiple Raptors. Is he? Just, he's just doing all of them.
0: So you, that you know, you, uh, that's a good question. It might be multiple people in suits, but um, it, that is the craziest video on the YouTube channel. Like, if you watch that video, it looks like CGI. When the guy's moving around in the full costume with it like fully painted, you're just like, that doesn't look like a person. And your brain is like, I'm watching CGI. Cause like you have this modern brain where you see something unbelievable, you're like, oh, that's CGI. Yeah. Right. As opposed to, oh, that's a raptor in space. But like it, it legitimately just, it looks incredible. It is a guy. Part of his body is painted. It's
1: like Rebecca Romain Stamos in, in X Men.
0: It looks like, so there's this. There's this drawing that I love that I want to show you. Uh if I can find it. I showed it to Megan the other day because it's one of my favorite things ever. Uh, it's like this terrible picture of of how a baby is uh bad picture of baby in uh
1: bad picture of baby
0: a bad diagram. I mean Yes, here it is. Here it is. Describe the, describe the image for the viewer, okay. for the listener. I guess it's describe meant the image to the be
2: oh. a
1: pregnant woman. What she looks like is kind of like uh, an alien. I don't know. Like she has no eyeballs. Okay, so... Her arm is really long, and then inside of her is a fully grown baby just sitting. So she's sitting. She's sitting. And
0: the baby is sitting inside her. And like his head is at her breasts. Yeah. And his feet go to her knees.
1: <laughs> I don't I don't like this picture.
0: That is what the, the
1: diagram of the person in the raptor suit looks like. The person is the baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like a uh, it's like a Pacific rim type of situation.
0: Yeah, but this one we should just put a link to that video in the description for the podcast because I can't even do it justice. Everyone should just watch it. It's unbelievable. That blew my mind. So I always thought that the raptors were CGI in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, But they're puppets. It's actually kind of astonishing how much of this movie is puppets.
1: Uh, I guess Uh, that makes sense. I mean, I saw some of like the early CGI, like the first company they tried to get to it. And I guess maybe it wasn't fully finished, but it was god awful. Like if that's what it ended up looking like, the movie would not have worked at all.
0: So the other thing that's crazy about CGI in this movie and the reason it works, and I heard this on the Corridor Crew video, and then I watched a video about it as well. So Phil Tippett, famous stop-motion animator, his team of animators, like, incredible at stop-motion. What they did was they built this device. Did you read this? No. They built a thing called they, – they called it the, the dinosaur input device. Okay. And it is it is a it is a scale model of the dinosaurs. With all of these like capacitors on, and not capacitors, these like whatever, basically the motion tracking balls that you would have on a motion yeah. capture suit, mm-hmm. um, and then they animated that in stop motion, and they did motion capture of the stop motion
1: for this movie, and they
0: put it onto the animated. That's how they animated the dinosaurs, so that it's effectively stop motion motion capture. Uh, Interesting into the CGI, and so there's this device that looks like like a vaporwave dinosaur. Like it's, it's just a dinosaur with all these wires and parts coming out of it. Like, uh, that they just, they manipulated it in space and they were like, this is how the dinosaur will run. And they're like, they did all the running. So it is like fully handcrafted in the way that stop motion. And then
1: CGI. would
0: And then it's just attach that to the CGI model of the dinosaur that we made. And that's how it moves.
1: That's cool. Um, Interesting. And
0: that's why it looks so good. I mean, the the reason to me that it holds up... Th- so, in the Quarter Crew video, they say this, and I think it's true. Like, we're talking a lot about this movie being amazing. The CGI is 30 years old. Yeah. It doesn't look good if you take a still image of the movie and look at, like, here's a still image of the brachiosaurus in CGI. They don't look that great. Right. By comparison to today's CGI.
1: But in the movie... But in motion,
0: yeah. it looks incredible. And the reason it looks so good is that they move so perfectly one so the animation is incredible and two Spielberg's really really smart about when he uses it and like what the lighting is when he uses it okay? yeah so like the T-Rex is in the dark in the rain with spotlight right so like it's got these outlines and like there are tricks that he's using there to make it look incredible but it looks it totally holds up
1: yeah as a result totally there was i mean again there are times where like all of the uh, brontosaurus brachiosaurus whatever when they're all like walking and there's a bunch of them you're like all right not the greatest cgi like when you see them all together like that but like it, it it it's fine it totally holds up um and
0: when they see the sick triceratops that also looks incredible yeah that is animatronic that just legitimately it is it is it's animatronic, and it legitimately just looks like a real dinosaur. It's, it's
1: funny, funny because you mentioned that because uh, initially, apparently, the triceratops were like really colorful, uh, and they wanted they like, had a version of it that was like bright, like blue and yellow, and they're like, "This looks really stupid. Just make it brown." <laughs> and like that's what they did. <laughs> like
0: that's really funny. yeah. Okay, so they get back to the park. They escape from the raptors. The T Rex comes back and eats the raptors. Yeah. So
1: the kids do that. The the kitchen scene, which is really tense. They they. Get away, and then the raptors like chase them like through like air vents and stuff, and then like onto like dinosaur things. And yeah, they're about to get eaten. They're they're surrounded by the three raptors. They they corner them, and then, lo and behold, the T Rex comes in and eats the raptors, and they get away. Uh,
0: so, one other interesting thing about that yes, I that was not the original end of the movie, correct. and it is not the end of the book. Correct. Uh, in the book, I think there's like a different action sequence. Basically each character does something to get rid of Raptors. Um, and Spielberg was like, no, the T-Rex is so amazing. People will be mad if it doesn't come. Yes. Out. And so he just completely changed the ending to that. Yeah. Uh, and he was hundred percent right. And that's why he's the best.
1: Uh, yeah. He's awesome. Great movie. They fly away from the park. They're like, I Richard, like, I'm starting to think this is a mistake. I don't think Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he actually says it, but yeah. So then they fly away and then the idea is like they're gonna die out because they're missing He does the Joe because I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So they uh they um the idea is that like if they abandon Isla Nubar or whatever, um the dinosaurs will all die, Because right? no one's giving them their like missing chromosomes. So like it's fine, like That's the failsafe. So they fly away. I don't even know what the premise of The Lost World... I think we talked about it in the first half where it's like... It's on a different island, island, right? It's a different island.
0: Okay, so now we've recapped the plot and we've peppered in a lot of information that we learned. And I want to pepper in one more piece of information that I learned because it connects to a previous podcast. And then I want to talk about what we thought about the movie. Yeah. The kid in this movie, the boy, right? Do you know how he ended up in this movie? No. Okay. He originally... um, tried out for Hook. And Spielberg thought he was too little for the role, but he liked the kid so much that he was like, don't worry, I will have something for you soon. And And then when he had Jurassic Park, he was like, I want that kid so much that he reversed the ages of the children from the book.
1: Interesting.
0: Because he loved that kid. And so that kid really dodged a bullet. Because instead of being in a horrible movie, he got to be in One of the best movies.
1: (laughs) True. I don't think he. yeah. No, no, he has, he's stayed acting. The the sister I don't think has. But wait, he also hired, the first person he hired to write the script was the Hook screenwriter. Really? He like loved Hook. Her name was Malia Scotch Marmo. Her draft was very different to the movie. It had the T-Rex in the opening sequence and left Ian Malcolm out altogether, which would have been a huge mistake. Uh, he did not like the script. And he's like, you're not ruining two of my movies. <laughs> and so yeah, he got rid of her. Right. Then he hired Michael Crichton to write it.
0: So Michael Crichton... I was totally wrong about Michael Crichton. I was like, Michael Crichton's like a book guy. He probably wrote the book and then...
1: Well,
2: he also wrote Westworld.
0: You know, whatever. He wrote and directed Westworld. Yeah. He created ER. Um, So... Uh, so he wrote, accomplished screen presence as well as a yeah. So he
1: wrote the script. Yeah. The only reason David Kep is involved is because Spielberg apparently has a custom where he hires a second writer to look over every script he completes. So Crichton wrote so, the script, and then David Kep came in and was the second writer. And then he, I, he changed I have also a lot. heard that
0: David Kepp. I've heard that he did a page one rewrite of the script, which effectively means it could mean a lot of things. But what what I have come to understand is that he stripped down the movie a lot yes so compared to the book there's a lot fewer characters there's a lot of stuff that happens in the book that doesn't happen in this movie yeah he tr- um, it says, and I, I suspect that kept stripped a ton of stuff out and focused the story
1: a bit more. correct that's my what i read is assumption. that he he uh trimmed the character backstories because he thought they were boring and unnecessary he's the one who came up with the ian malcolm flirting with uh ellie and the. Dog. i'm
0: always looking for a future ex mrs malcolm yeah
1: uh, an unbelievable he's great. line and then the thing with the water falling on her hand is also very good and he came up with the arc of uh, Dr. Grant becoming like a father figure um,
0: what did you think of this movie I think it's spoiled I think you liked it
1: uh, yeah like a six no it's the best movie we've watched so far <laughs> amazing movie so good it's a
0: ten this is a ten, ten it's an ten. incredible 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 movie um, what did your kids think of the first 45
1: minutes the kids liked the first 45 minutes I would like to show them uh, the rest of it i think they would uh enjoy i think they would be you know it's tense um but i think they would like it i i, I do want to finish watching it with them We're, i mean it,
0: it rips yeah they are gonna like
1: it. so yeah i want to finish it my kids liked it i liked it great movie 10 out of 10 i you agree 10 out of 10
0: yeah 10 out of 10 the thing that this movie does it is it, I think it said it on the back of the box, but it is really a blend of everything. Yeah. Like, you get this sort of awe-inspiring, beautiful dinosaurs, unbelievable music, which we haven't talked oh, yeah. about. But, like, there's this great tweet that I love that it's like it's like Spielberg, Spielberg, like, Hey, John, I'm making a movie about dinosaurs. Can you whip up some music for me? Like, uh, uh, John Williams writes the most beautiful fucking music ever. <laughs> like. This is, it's an incredible music. It's really, it's the best. I know, when it it Uh, first,
1: that was actually when they were flying to the park for the first time in the helicopter and the music kicked in. I turned to my kids, I'm like, oh, I forgot this movie has the best music ever. It's the
0: best. It's the best music. Um, Okay, so it's got the best music. It's incredibly beautiful. It's scary uh, throughout. It's hilarious. Like, all of the characters are funny. Yeah.
1: The writing is great. The direction is great. Um, They're, okay.
0: They're actual people. They all feel like real people. Um, They're all like have flaws. They're sort of character arcs. So I would say that the main character of the movie is the T-Rex. No. Or the concept of dinosaurs. I would say. Or
1: maybe Sam Neill. Sam Neill.
0: Who has an arc of going from I hate kids to I'm okay with Yes. Sam
1: Neill, I think, is the main character. Uh... But everyone else around him is great. Like even Samuel Jackson, who's not a huge character, is great. Wayne Knight, great. Yeah. Everyone's great in this movie. Hilarious. So good. Wayne Knight is so funny. Um, yeah. I'm looking at my notes. It was incredible. I don't know what else to say about it. It's I mean, yeah, truly have- a masterpiece. Okay, I have a note that says uh, "auto erotica." <laughs> um, oh yeah, what was that? You
0: wrote Okay, so so I actually have that note as well. Uh, There's a few things. We didn't talk about the the Mr. DNA cartoon, uh, which is perfect. So, okay. When they get to the park, there's the cartoon that explains how it works. And there's Mr. DNA that explains DNA. That's like a perfect theme park thing. Um, Sorry. And then they're getting the, like, tour of the park stuff. The investor asks if the lab techs are auto erotica. And then John Hammond says, we don't have any animatronics in the park. Because they, they like see the lab working. Um, we see raptors hatching in the lab. Uh, that animatronic is incredible. Uh, da, da, da. They get Chilean sea bass served to them. I have a note here that the Chilean sea bass has way too much shit on it. And that I need to have a word with Chef Alejandro. Is that a pile of shredded carrots? Like <laughs> Okay. Uh, but that's a great sequence because he serves them all, the like Chilean sea bass from their their chef, Alejandro. And then they literally just have a philosophical argument about whether or not the park is a good idea. Yeah. They've seen the brachiosaurs, and the Alan Grant. I keep wanting, I keep switching between their actors yeah, yeah. and their character a, names. A classic like, gag like,
1: that we do in this podcast.
0: Alan Grant and Laura Dern are <laughs> really into it. Ian Malcolm is still not convinced. Richard Atman. and they're having this this sort of dry philosophical argument, but it's so funny and like well performed that it is engaging. I think even for children, it's engaging. Um, bah, bah, bah. Laura Dern's energy in this movie is incredible. Incredible, like she is just like a trickster. Like the whole thing where she sets it up that Alan Grant's going to be in the car with the two kids, yeah. and she just thinks that that's so funny. Like she's just great. Yeah,
1: her whole vibe, really. Uh, there was incredible. There's apparently.
0: The other actor I saw, there was someone else I saw rumored for that.
1: Part. I have the whole list. I can tell you exactly who it is. Uh, the other candidates were Sandra Oh, Sandra, Sandra, Bullock.
0: Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. That's what I could have been I good.
1: I think her, her speed character had, had like echoes of this kind of character. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow was another one. Liz Hurley, which I think would have been not good. Awful. Um, Awful. Well, on the casting thing, I'll just run through all the candidates for the roles quickly. Uh, Alan Grant. Uh, people who were up for it were Kevin Costner, could have worked. Uh, yeah. Dennis Quaid could have worked. Mel Gibson, I guess. Robin Williams would have been that would have been awful. Terrible. People were like terrible. like the whole. You'd be like, I'm a rapid raptor. <laughs> it would have been so bad. Um, uh, William Hurt was another candidate
0: for that role. Yeah, that would have been good. That would have been good. I, I think ornery is kind of what they're going yeah. for, which is why Robin Williams would have been bad. Mel Gibson would have been a little bit more angry and scary, but still could have worked.
1: Kurt Russell turned it down because he uh, couldn't agree to the salary with Spielberg. So that means he was pretty close. Um, and then the last one, uh, Harrison Ford turned it down because he's like, I already played Indiana Jones. <laughs> I'm not doing this again.
0: I mean, Harrison Ford's the right energy, but he's too big, right? I think I think it's, it's also instructive that there's no real, there's no huge stars in this movie. Like Samuel Jackson is a huge star now, but he wasn't a huge yeah. star then. Uh, and I think that is like Harrison Ford would have distracted from the dinosaurs. Right. Also, Sean Connery at one point was supposed to could
1: be. have been Richard yeah. Attenborough's character, um, uh, which uh,
0: it makes sense. But again, I think it would have been distracted.
1: Yeah. Oh, what I was saying before was uh, Grant was modeled after two real life paleontologists, Jack Horner and Robert mm-hmm. Baker. They both worked as consultants on the film, and Baker is the one who uh, Tim, the kid, mentions as like, I read Robert Baker's book, and he disagrees with you. That's That's so funny. That's good. Um, Ian Malcolm. Wait, here's some good names for Ian Malcolm, okay? Because we agree, right? Uh, Jeff like killed it, right? Perfect. Perfect. Uh, Michael Keaton. Okay, that could have worked,
0: actually. He has the sort of funny energy. He could have been like scientist Beetlejuice. Yeah.
1: Science juice. (laughs) Right. Johnny Depp. This is a young Johnny Depp.
0: That would have been awful.
1: Uh, Michael J. Fox. Nope.
0: No. That would have been terrible. Uh,
1: I think they were right with Jeff Goldblum. Uh, So those are a couple of good casting stuff I saw. Uh,
0: That's great. Uh, Okay, so I have a note here that says, The dinosaur trainer in the khaki outfit could be Owen Grady Sr., but with more personality. Um, I have a note here that says, Sam Jack smoking a cigarette looks so cool. Uh, Just sitting at a computer wearing a lab coat and like his clear glasses, kind of like your new clear glasses.
1: Thanks for having Smoking
0: a cigarette. I'm just like, I will never look as cool as Samuel Jackson looks smoking a cigarette in Jurassic Park, where he's not supposed to look cool. So cool. cool. Um, Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about that the daughter is not a computer nerd. She's a hacker. Oh, right. And she's like, this is a Unix system, sort of a. Famous line, she's the one who's able to fix the computers. I like the uh,
1: uh Chekhov's uh door handle, where they're like, unless they learn how to open doors and then they do learn how to open
2: doors.
0: I like the the other reference to our podcast, if the pirates of the Caribbean breaks down, the pirates don't eat the tourists. Yes. Which is both a reference to our podcast a little bit 30 years in advance, and also a reference to Westworld, uh, I think. Oh, interesting. Uh, because that's one where you have this sort of animatronic humans that come to life. Um, da, da, da.
1: The sick triceratops thing did not ever come to anything. I wrote the sick trike came to nothing except a giant shit gag. Because like that's, I
0: think it. Well, it also separated them.
1: I know, but it was game. like, oh, what are they eating that could be causing this? And then like that was not a thread that ever got continued.
2: Mm.
1: Right? She like suspected it was from these berries, but then they're like, it's not in their poop, so
0: uh i have a note here that just says brontesaurus is that anything
1: <laughs> so steven spielberg was filming uh famously jurassic park and schindler's list uh basically at the same time um so when filming wrapped, spielberg went straight into production on schindler's list he was working on both films at the same time filming schindler's list during the day and editing jurassic park at night he called it the hardest time of, in my of my filmmaking life Obviously, he said so the payoff is it was worth it. Jurassic Park was the highest grossing film of all time. And Schindler's List won Best Picture and Back to Restor at the Oscars, uh, Oscars uh, which is great. But listen to this. Spielberg was filming Schindler's List in Poland. So to keep communication open with the Jurassic Park team in L.A., he rented two satellite channels through Polish television and kept them open at all times. It cost $1.5 million a week. Again, obviously paid That's off. That's crazy. But like, yeah.
0: So I actually have this quote from him about that. When I finally started shooting in Poland, I had to go home about two to three times a week and get on a very crude satellite feed to Northern California to be able to approve T-Rex shots. It built a tremendous amount of resentment and anger that I had to do this. And I had to actually go from the emotional weight of Schindler's List to dinosaurs chasing Jeeps. And all I could express was how angry that made me at the time. I was grateful later in June though, but until then it was a burden.
1: Yeah. I was grateful when uh, uh, it all worked out.
0: When it made it like a trillion bazillion dollars. Um, no, the, the only thing I'm gonna quibble with is I want to be. He had locked the edit of the movie. He had locked the cut of the movie before he went to film Schindler's List. Okay, um, and I know that uh, because there is a person who gets a special thanks in the credits of this movie. Another connection to our podcast, Oscar Schindler. <laughs> it was not. It was, it was not <laughs> Oscar Schindler at his famous listicles. Uh, it is George Lucas. Do you know why George Lucas gets a special thanks on this movie?
1: Did he like shadow direct it?
0: He finished the movie. So George Lucas, so while Spielberg was in Poland, George Lucas came on to oversee the final bits of the movie as like, he was also on the satellite feeds, right? Approving the T-Rex shots. So George Lucas in Spielberg's words, finished the dub of the movie, which effectively means the sound editing and sound mixing. Yeah. Um, this movie won Oscars for those two things, which is interesting. And also, um, this is the first movie that George Lucas ever worked on that had CGI. I suspect this movie broke George Lucas's brain.
1: And then he made like uh, the invented it, it,
0: it. Exactly. No, I and no, before so right after making this movie, the next thing George Lucas released with the Star Wars special editions, which included all the new CGI shots. Okay. Right. And he had he had been working on this movie with the T Rex shots and all the visual effects. Inter- right? is this, right? this not historically documented. Spielberg in Poland.
1: Like is this not on no, this record? No, this is this is I'm saying is this. No, a this theory is on record? record.
0: This is on record. Oh no, no. What's on record is that Spielberg uh left after locking the cut of the movie, uh and put George Lucas in charge. And then George Lucas oversaw according to Spielberg, the dub of the movie. So the sound mixing, sound editing, whatever. Um but it is also a fact that Spielberg is approving T-Rex shots while he's working on Schindler's List, while George Lucas is also shadow directing the movie, which is why he gets a special thanks, right? And so it's not a leap to think George Lucas is watching all of the CGI T-Rex stuff and thinking, man, I should incorporate this into Star Wars.
1: Yeah. No, I 100 right? And then
0: immediately going from this to I'm going to do the Star Wars special editions and I'm going to have a fully CGI character. Uh, and so I say it broke his brain it definitely influenced him to really lean into cgi and like the wonders of what cgi could do right uh which i just think is interesting it's an interesting connection uh like if george lucas had never worked on Jurassic park would he have done those things probably because right, it would have just come about he would have seen it right right it, but it it's it's you can't know for sure right it's just an interesting like Fork in the road. It's also just really cool. It's like if
1: James Cameron never saw Disney's Pocahontas, would he have made Avatar?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So that's the other funny thing. Apparently, James Cameron was reading Jurassic Park. And at a certain point in the book, I don't remember which point, he called and was like, I want to option this. And they were like, "Uh, it's already options. Uh, Spielberg beat you to it. Uh, apparently James Cameron even admitted later that Spielberg was the better call for this material.
1: That's, you know, I guess it's easy to like Uh, admit things like that when you've like made (laughs) money. Person makes a perfect movie. (laughs) Yes. But also like when your movies have gone on to become like the actual highest grossing films of all time, it's like, you can let this go. Yep. Uh, So that's fair enough. Uh,
0: okay. So a couple other things I learned. So we, we both in in the trailer, Samuel L. Jackson says the line, hold on to your butts. Yep. Uh, and we both were like, "Oh, that's such a great line." We remember that. So David Kepp added that line, and apparently he added that line because um, when he worked on Death Becomes Her, the Robert Zemeckis movie, Robert Zemeckis used to say, "Hold on to your butts" all the time. Interesting on set. And so David Kep was just like, Let's put, "I'm going to put that. I'm going to put that in his character. Like he's just going to quote Robert Zemeckis," uh, which I think is interesting. Um, ba-ba-ba. Little boy audition for hook could have been Sandy Bullock, Phil Tippett, dinosaur input device, for bigger. Da, da, da.
1: God, I'm just going through all yep. these Oh, are I like. have to do the most important uh, part. Sorry. The most important part of yep. this entire episode. Okay. Uh have you ever heard of the uh uh I guess it probably is on TikTok also, but I don't have TikTok because I'm an old man, so I watch it on Instagram. Uh there I ruined it. Um it's just like a really great account no. where he like ruins songs in very funny ways uh so he has a jurassic park one that my uh four-year-old i was literally just like scrolling through and he saw it and he became obsessed with it and he watches it multiple times before he goes to sleep every night i will share the link with you (laughs) afterwards but i'm just going to play it into the microphone now and hope it picks up so basically it's like he it's like uh, this like viral video of this like woman who got scared and and like made like a the way she flailed looked like a t-rex so he uh takes the noise she makes and transposes it over uh, Jurassic Park theme. So this is it. <laughs> so like, it's a, it's a bit of a visual gag. Cause when she gets scared, she goes like this and she looks like a T-Rex. <laughs> so, He just takes that noise. uh, And my four-year-old is obsessed with it for no reason. Um, It's the weirdest thing. So that is something I listen to uh, over and over and over again.
0: Okay, so So I have one more interesting fact that is somewhat tangentially related to this movie. Yeah. um, And also related to things that we're interested in as Jewish people. Hmm. Um, So Steven Spielberg. So have you been to Universal Studios? I've not. Uh, so, they have a Jurassic Park ride. They have an ET ride. But Jurassic Park is kind of one of the big attractions that they have there. Do you know how much money Steven Spielberg makes per year from Universal Studios?
1: For like the Jurassic Park thing?
0: In, for his overall relationship with Universal Studios, which I think is li- a big linchpin of it, is Jurassic Park.
1: Is there like a Jaws thing? I don't know why. There's like a Jaws thing also? There is a Jaws yeah, thing yeah. as well. Uh,
0: okay, take a wild guess. How much money do you think Steven Spielberg makes? year
1: five million dollars
0: so i've seen two different numbers okay okay 20 million dollars and 50 million dollars. and here's what leds created to the 50 million dollars per year for universal there was in the universal in nbc universal's like most recent financial filing they had this comment that there is a there is a an individual with an interest in universal theme park That means that their debts sometimes increases the gates of the park. And buying this person out would cost. How much do you think it would cost to buy Steven Spielberg out of that arrangement? Well, if he's
1: making $50 million a year, I would imagine. Yeah. How much do
0: you think it would cost to buy him out of that
1: arrangement? $400 million.
0: $1.7 billion. (laughs) That's what it says in their financial file. Because he gets like a percentage of the traffic, like the percentage of the revenue from the park.
1: That is so. I mean, insane. This guy, I
0: this guy knows how to do two things: make movies and make money. And make money. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, geez, yeah. He Steven. is a very charitable person, so I'll give him that. Uh I, I don't mean it in a bad way. No, either. good on him. He makes great movies. He
0: deserves to make money. It's, I'm not like it, uh, I'm, this is not an eat the rich situation. I can't,
1: yeah, I mean, uh, he's a nice guy. Couldn't have happened to a better If we're gonna guy. eat
0: the rich, we can eat Steven Spielberg last.
1: Uh, couldn't have happened to a better guy um that's crazy this movie deserved to yeah. be the biggest movie of all time at the time because it was incredible uh it's everything just to go back to i know we were doing a lot of facts go back to the 10 out of 10 of it all it is like truly everything you want in a movie
0: well the only thing it doesn't have is um giant blue cat people fucking dragons with their hair yeah that's true so like you know, obviously people Avatar want eventually that deserved yes, to pass yes. it yes yes i think that that's for sure the case uh, also i uh, doesn't
1: um, have a scene where someone says draw me like one of your french girls <laughs> <laughs> because that also seems to be what people wanted out of the highest grossing movie of all time <laughs> but beyond those two elements yes yeah it's true, um, it's, true. it's you know uh, incredible and then he directs
0: the lost Worlds. Yes, he does. He's the director for The Lost World. So, speaking of follow-ups to this movie, what movie is going to follow up this movie on the podcast? Is it my turn to choose or yours? It's my turn. So, I am going to go from Steven Spielberg himself, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to jump to another movie that Steven Spielberg produced. Produced. uh, Gremlins. Ooh. uh, Which came out in 1980-something? 1984. Okay. Which will be interesting because... I think I mostly remember Gremlins 2. <laughs>
1: right. I don't know the difference. But you basically <laughs> there's a difference. so in 1984 you would have been watching it uh, in your mother's womb just like that diagram. Well, like, like that, that diagram. You said. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. You yep, would have been sitting in, in her legs <laughs> just watching Gremlins 2 through her belly button.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, Gremlins. we have to share we have to share three things. We have to share that image. Yep. We have to share a link to the Raptor Puppet video and the, the video you yeah. just played. Uh, we'll also tweet out uh, those links on Partial Tweet Call and potentially put them. We're not going to do link and bio on our Instagram, but you can follow our Instagram, uh, Partial Recall, on Instagram. And you can always email us at partialremail.gmail.com. At, at gmail.com.
2: Gmail. You know emails. Uh, yep.
1: All right. You know
0: emails. <laughs> partialremail@gmail.com. Perfect. Totally normal. Hit us on that. Uh, leave us a rating review five stars five stars Please, click here to subscribe so next week we're going to talk about gremlin see what we remember
1: i'm excited because i don't remember a lot except like one crucial detail of like the premise of the movie which we'll talk about next week yeah all right talk soon